Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to... This, okay, sorry. Interrupting the intro by me saying... It always feels so profesh. Like, me and Laura are like chat, 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 chatting, and then we have to, we start it, and it's like, kill everyone, welcome to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast. But in reality, that's fake. In reality, that's me trying to be a girl boss. In reality, that's her hustling. That's loose with her hustle culture. It's me hustling. And today, Laura and I are going to be talking about from girl boss to goblin girl. Where are we now? Wherever the fuck we are now. From girl boss to goblin girl, I girl love that. Goblin girl, um, because that's the one. We are obsessed with the fact that we all used to be like, for what hustling, for what to own nasty gal, to be the next girl boss, to be the next Beyonce. Like, <laughs> we've also had. I feel like we've wanted to talk about this as a concept for so long, but we're always like, we should do this, we should do this, we should do this. So we've kind of put it all into one podcast for yes. you today yes right here right now and it's gonna be really good um but first of all we need to know what describes laura's week well from girl boss to girl bands i went to heim everyone oh Oh. she did she finally did that's what describes my week slash my month my year i finally saw heim and it was everything i wanted it to be it i was saying this to loose before but i think i've seen videos of them live but i've not seen their chat live before and Oh my goodness. They're so funny. They're so cool. They're so talented. Like this, this is going to sound dumb, but I love just seeing them move around the instruments constantly. And it's like, well, minute they're playing bass and they're playing drums and they're playing guitar and they're just moving around like so dynamic as performers. I Ugh. absolutely loved it. No notes, chef's kiss. I'm so glad you got to go and see them. Honestly, and we've been trying to get Laura a fucking interview with them. And it's my life's goal to have her, to have a podcast where I get to listen to her interview them or Stanley Tucci, <laughs> Dolly Alderton, all these like people. So if you're listening, oh, anyone that can help us. The trifecta. I swear we say this every week and no one's ever been able to help us. So <laughs> no one cool. can, can you pull your finger out, everyone? <laughs> I've got no idea who's got that in with Stanley Tucci out there, no, but uh... <laughs> Harry Styles does. And. We've gotten close oh, to him. But imagine if we got We've to Harry Styles close. and we were just like, we don't want to interview you. We want to interview Stanley. Can you like hook <laughs> us up? No. Oh, okay, Luz, what describes your week? Um, okay, well, I don't have anything that describes my week except for still being in visa purgatory hell. I've just had to move my flights. But I don't want to keep dwelling on that because it's like the only conversation I have with anyone these days. So I will tell you something funny that I did to Normie last night that I forgot that I did until this morning when he was angry at me. And I was like, now, what are the many reasons he could be angry at me right now? Because I'm so annoying. So last night when we were at quiz... Um, because we do a quiz night together. I grab. Yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, quiz. Yeah, we, every Wednesday, quiz night. We're called the Skinny Legends, <laughs> based on like I don't know a meme from the internet like, years ago. What? Skinny Legends. 
glimpse at your life. And my whole life is a meme. Like, no one takes anything seriously. Anyway, so I take his phone. I used to have this thing where I would just hack anyone that would give me, that left their phone around me. Took his phone, went on Instagram. Mind you, he's, like, never posted, never really made Instagram stories or whatever. And I just took a photo of the table and I said, at quiz board HMU, like hit me up and made like a real like high school Instagram story on his Instagram and then put it down and he didn't notice until this morning when he had all these messages from like oh. mostly from like my brother's friends and people that know what hit me up means and it was all these people like roasting him and I woke up oh. and, 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 no. I went out there and he was like, Lucy, like, what the fuck have you done? And it's because I fucking hacked him. No, it's really funny. And so um, that describes my week as just like being at home and being a like devil in my childhood room. She, she's a prankster. A- and you've been reading Angus thongs? <laughs> yes. Please tell me more. Okay, so oh. I reread Angus thongs and full frontal snogging. Um, took me a day to read the first one. I'm on to the second one. Oh, and I bought... Um, Oh, no, I didn't. I thought I bought fucking Nori Efron Heartburn, but I didn't. I was just thinking about it at the library, but it was online. So, everyone, have I'm you, Wait, light. have you still not read it? No, because I don't care about cooking. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. No, I only care about Laura's cooking. No, you. if you care about my cooking, you're definitely going to care about Heartburn. It's less. It's not about cooking. It's about it's such a good story. Because yeah. you're reading it and you're like, this can't be real, but it's loosely based. Mm-hmm. Loosely based. Well, honestly, you. Well, it was online. It. Let it be known that I tried to get it, okay? I'm buying you a copy and I'm sending it to Lisbon for when you get there. Okay. Give me the address. <laughs> okay, everyone, I live at. No. <laughs> okay, we have a Should We Care from Ruby, as we always do. Um, and the first one is actually one that I saw floating around, so I was really glad that she covered it. Um, apparently, Laura, from Ruby, the Cyrus family is feuding. So did you see, Laura, um, there's this really gorgeous photo of Miley Cyrus and her mum, Tish, at her mum's wedding? I don't know if you would have seen No, well, no, I haven't seen First this. of all, go- they look like spitting images of each other, like stunning women. Also, obsessed with Miley and going back through her old eras and, you know, obsessed with the fact that... Obsessed with everything about it. Everyone was so fucking mean to her when she came out of Disney in a crazy way. We would never do that Mm. now, but anyway. Mm. So Miley was her mum's maid of honour and, like, walked her down the aisle and she was joined by her older half-siblings, Brandy and Trace. But Cyrus family fans, or Miley Cyrus fans, were quick to notice that... Two, the two younger siblings, Noah and Brayson, were not in attendance. So Ruby was like, hmm, everyone smells a rat. Let's look into it. She gave us a bit of background. So Tish used to be married to Billy Ray Cyrus. We know this. That's Miley's dad. Um, they had three kids, Miley, Brayson, and Noah. But Billy Ray also adopted Tish's kids from a previous marriage, who were Trace and Brandy. Anyway, they Billy Ray and Tish had sort of separated a few times before. 2010, filed for divorce, and then in 2013, filed for divorce again. But then both times they reconciled. And then in 2022, they finally divorced and separated. Um, and then Billy Ray, a few months after, announced his engagement to an Australian singer called Fire Rose, who is only, she's 30 years younger than Billy Ray. 
and she's only a couple of years older than Miley. Um, and then since that announcement, people have been saying that Miley sort of has no, is no longer talking to Billy Ray, though she had gorgeous things to say about him in sort of the documentary that she's been releasing to go along with her single used to be young. So I feel like there's a bit of speculation about the bad blood because she seems to still really love and respect him, publicly Mm. anyway. But then, so Miley stopped talking to Billy Ray, but Noah Cyrus, her little sister, unfollowed Tish, starting rumours that the kids have sort of picked sides. And so Noah and Brayson, the two kids that are on Billy's side, weren't at the wedding and they, like, documented their day on Instagram of the wedding, but they, like, weren't on Instagram. Noah was wearing a shirt with Billy Ray Cyrus on it on the day of Tish's wedding that she didn't go to. Actually, also, Ruby put put in here, which is interesting, in very 2013, but when Tish first filed for divorce from Billy Ray, Miley tweeted, at Billy Ray Cyrus, since you won't reply to my texts, I'm giving you an hour to tell the truth, or I'll tell it for you, and then attached a photo of herself and an unknown woman, but then... She deleted that tweet and then claimed she was hacked. But that's all very 2013 vibes. This is a real timeline. Basically, do you care? I care. I feel like the Cyruses and the Kardashians are in the same yes. same world for me. Yeah. And I only wish there was a reality TV show of Oh, I would watch that. I would watch that. Kind of on that, this is something that's interesting. I don't know if it's true. Um... You know Alex Earl? Well, I brought her up one yes. week. She's a, the it girl. The it yes. girl, Alex Earl. Well, Alex Earl has, like, a bunch of younger siblings, and most of them are girls, but there's one little boy, and, and her mum has started making TikToks and hashtagging it Earl Girls, and everyone's like, I wonder if, because of the writer strikes and stuff, and reality TV's the thing that thrives during the writers and actors strikes, um whether the Earl girls are about to have their own version of the Kardashian, like a new reality TV show, but like from the TikTok era. I mean, the D'Amelio's had one. Anyway, it's just... That would be interesting, just from this era. Just from this era, it'd be interesting to see. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Second, should we care? And I've written a little bit about this, but just thought we should follow it up because we talked about it in here. Doja Cat, um, broke records on Spotify for the single that she released called Paint the Town Red. And this wouldn't usually be something that we covered, except for the fact that she basically disowned a whole lot of her fans right before releasing the single, yet she still came out on top, Um, which I thought was really interesting because she lost like almost a million or maybe at this point over a million fans after telling them that like they need to get off their phones, get jobs, help their parents, stop calling themselves kittens like she basically spoke back to them which after seeing some of the behavior of fans lately especially around taylor swift i'm like actually artists should be speaking up against Mm. the fans that are behaving badly because it's dangerous and unhinged well as we've said there seems to be a new story every single week at the minute literally um so this one felt interesting because it's like even though she said that the thing that actually matters to doja cat is her music and like obviously her fans help get her music listens or whatever. But even when she's talked out, spoken out against her fans, her song has like 
put her at number one. Like, she's the first female solo artist to reach the number one spot on the top 50 US chart with Paint the Town Red. So I'm like, are people just like online saying like, fuck you, Doja Cat, like blah, blah, blah. But then going and streaming the song anyway, was this all publicity? Does it not actually matter so much? Like your follower count, like if if you're still going to get listens? I don't know. I care about that because I'm like, it shows that it's not the worst thing in the world to, I mean, her fans weren't behaving badly, but some fans do. And maybe it's not the mm. worst thing to speak out against them. No, we definitely care about that. And I feel like only more are we going to be talking about this fan behavior. Because it's unhinged. whole phenomenon. It's There's just so much happening at the minute. What did I send you the other day? There's bits every single day I feel like at the minute. We'll find it later. She'll say she'll put it in the show notes, but she won't put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show. To whoever called me out about not posting show notes, I'm sorry. And to everyone in my DMs, and then I say, go and message Laura directly, because I I know as much about what's in her show note brain as you. Listen, we all have mental blocks, but mine... I have two mental blocks in my life. One, linking the show notes. Two, posting things. I cannot, you cannot get me to a mailbox. I'll tell you. Three, just personal experience for Laura, invoicing. (laughs) Down her mental blocks. (laughs) Down her mental blocks. Anything admin related. Right, okay, we've got one more should we care. We've got one one more. more. And Laura actually um, asked for this one a few weeks ago before I even knew that it was a thing. It wasn't even on my radar. Firefest 2.0, Laura. You brought this to the table. She's back, baby. Firefest is back. Um, this is crazy because all we all know about Firefest. It was a huge shit show. There was a documentary about it. Billy McFarland, who organized it, he went to goddamn jail for this, right? And essentially, he's out of jail. And now he's wanting to do 2.0, like a reboot um, of it. He said that he reportedly spent his time in jail coming up with a 50-page outline of his reboot for Firefest. I mean, it's giving productivity in lockdown. Like, you know, and it was like, you don't have to be productive when you're in lockdown. He was literally in lockdown being productive. So he's been selling tickets for his new Firefest 2.0. The first batch of tickets, which cost 499 USD, sold out but like my money is on the fact and I actually wrote about this like I would bet on the fact that most people that are buying them are like reporters influencers content creators anyone that wants to do it for the like experience of fire fest right. 2.0 to share, see if it's a shit storm again like I has he released the location like is that no one knows anything about what it is it's meant to be in the Bahamas again okay I can't lie I don't know that much of the details about it because I like, okay, this one, I don't actually care that much. Funny because I wrote about it, but it's not like I didn't care that much for the documentary. I didn't become obsessed with it. Like I don't, mm. but I do think, um, I do think that most people will have been buying tickets for content and not for. That, I, that's what I care. I want to know why, like, Everything about this, what it says about us as people, yes. that we'll just keep making the same mistakes. Like, that he'll keep making the same mistake and we will keep making the same mistake. Yes. That is so true. I'm that, very, very interested in this. That's the psychologist girly. That's the that's the psych girly. Yeah. And you know what? We're moving on, everyone, to more psych. Okay, Laura, talk to us about 
girl boss, millennial, messy uh, woman, hustle culture, everything. I think we're going to roll with from girl boss to goblin girl because I love that. Okay. But Lucy, when I okay. say the words to you, millennial pink, what do you think of? I think glossier. I think the wing. I think nasty girl. I think that whole era of um, hot white woman being the face of like hustle culture and this is the answer i wanted that was near perfect (laughs) obviously i've been thinking a lot about girl bossing (laughs) okay so for anyone i mean this has come up a few times for me and loose where i just the girl boss era if we're gonna call it that came and went so fast and since then like i would say from the research that I've been doing, I can see that we think that the girl boss hashtag started trending around 2014, mm-hmm. which is less than 10 years ago, right? So in less than 10 years, we've kind of had all these different iterations of like girl boss hustle culture, optimization, like goblin girl, all these things that we've been told that we like should be, have to be, strive to be. And I just think that in itself in such a short time frame is so interesting to me. Yes. And I thought we'll just move through them. So girl boss... For those who don't know, it's loosely tied to Sophia Amoruso, who was the founder of Nasty Gal. Yeah. Which, Luce, do you know what Nasty Gal started out as? Yes, um, like a secondhand eBay selling thing. eBay side. Um, I've watched, totally. I've watched the one season Netflix, Netflix Girl Boss show. Did you? I didn't watch yeah. it. I liked it, and everyone's saying it's trash. And like, probably if I watched it now, it would be trash. But like, I was out there trying to be a hustler. I needed to learn. She's a hustle coach. She's a hustle girl. She's a girl. So back in 2014, this girl boss hashtag started trending. Sophia had a book which she called hashtag girl boss and got over 40 million in funding for Nasty Mm. Gal. Customers in over 60 countries, a bricks and mortar store. The book spent 18 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. A whole bunch of stuff came from this. Since 2014, videos with that hashtag have been viewed more than 6 billion times on TikTok, with an additional 26 million posts on Instagram. Hashtag Girlboss has been used more than 4.5 million times on Twitter in the past eight years, which is crazy. Except for now, it's a joke. Exactly. I reckon a lot of those... I almost reckon all the TikTok ones will be a joke, because TikTok was around only in the era where we'd already decided... Girl bossing was cringe. This is exactly it. So basically, when TikTok started taking off and skyrocketing, this gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. All this yeah. started spreading and going absolutely crazy to the point where in 2022, Sophia Amoruso, the girl boss, the original girl boss, tweeted, Please stop using the word girl boss. Thank you. <laughs> Signaling the end of an era. Yeah. Even she got cringed out by, but imagine that would suck having you, because I'm not going to lie, at the time that is like a great name for a book and a TV series and stuff. And like it really caught on and captured a whole lot of women that like needed, obviously needed at the time, something to work towards. And then to be that embarrassed by the thing that you have, you've like, what, built a monster? Totally. But I, I mean, I just remember probably, it was probably 2016, just everything was pink. Everything was millennial pink. Yes. Everything was about yes. like having avocado on toast and like writing your goals down and affirmations and hustle harder and yeah. I want my bank account to look like a phone number and like you know exactly. And there's just something about like 
I don't know, being like bang on like 19, 20 when all that's happening and you're like, you're the target audience for it, right? You're Mm -hmm. the thing that it's all been fed to. And it was so pervasive and it was absolutely everywhere. And then it just went away so quickly. So everyone started to see that actually this heyday of kind of female founders and girl bosses actually made situations far more difficult because it clouded like all the realities. And it was like, it's a brilliant quote. Again, I will link it in the show notes and I actually will because I've got them all sitting here. People have come to understand that highlighting the gender of women in positions of power to the extent that it becomes their entire brand only allows for them to be infantilized. This enforces the idea they're a girl boss and not a regular boss. They should not be held to the same standards, which inevitably allows their problematic actions to be brushed over for too long, which is also what you were saying at the start. Yeah, and I think that this, it definitely wasn't the start of it for everyone, but like for our generation, it was the start of women being like, told to make things their personal brand and then having to go out and spend a whole lot of money. So putting us behind like the men or the other people because we're spending all this money. So we're out of money to make us look and feel and seem like a girl boss. And it's like what Laura said back in our imposter syndrome um, episode is like, is imposter syndrome a thing? Or was it a thing that was sold to us so that we would have to take time out of our day to go to courses about it, spend money going to retreats about it, spend money going to buy books about it, and therefore putting us behind again in money and time and making us feel like imposters, even though it might just be this imagined thing that has been sold to women to once again put us behind. And I feel like that really unlocked something in me when we had that conversation. And I'm seeing it in everything we talk about now basically i'm like girl boss another thing that was just sold to women to put us behind but by other women a lot of the time we keep coming up with this like they are selling it to us and we're like yes. the big the, and we're but who are they? no laura <laughs> i went on a podcast the other day for the detail in new zealand and they were talking about taylor swift and stuff and i was like yep they just want us to buy this they just want to buy this and i said to them I don't know who I'm talking about when I'm saying they, P.S. Like, I'm not an economist. I, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just a girl boss. You're like, but I'm sure they're out there. I'm just a girl trying to, I'm they. a little girly trying to hustle. But I, yeah. The, yeah, the girl boss, I, for you, did you find it like before it got too much and before it was absolutely ever, did you find it inspiring in any capacity or were you like, yes. I hate this from I mean, the start? I, Interesting. Anyone that says that they, could smell a rat from the start is I think lying because at the start it was inspirational when you were 16 or whatever and like Lisa Simpson was like my idol growing up I loved cartoons I loved Lisa Simpson and I feel like it was like an extension of her like and and to be fair I was on Tumblr when I was experiencing the girl boss era and a lot of Mm. it was actually Lisa Simpson pointing like going the whole damn system is wrong like it's all very in like intertwined for me and I don't think people would have been able to see it that it was like nefarious at the start because at the start it was just like try like inspiration and like we didn't have anything like it so we needed mm. it but did you feel like it was fishy at the start maybe I've just shed on you no no I don't think not at all I was all about the millennial pink I was like yes at the time you know I was trying to like run a blog site with my best friend and yes. it was like everything spoke to that but I also found it quite um what's the word daunting I think mm. like I found it 
somewhat inspiring, but I also was just like, this seems like a yeah. lot. And like, and other dudes having to do this? Do they have to be boy bosses or what? <laughs> like, I think, and in kind of what you said before, everything being intertwined. Like, it's not just that you have a business; it's like you're also the face of that business. But that lends itself really well, I think, to this next phase or era or whatever we're going to call these. There are different words for this. The one that's really stuck with me was coined by a writer, Gia Tolentino, and it's the age of optimization. She has probably one of the best short essays I've ever read. Um, I think it's in her book, Trick Mirror, but she also, it's just like a standalone article, so I can link it. But she talks about how becoming essentially suckers for the hard labor of self-optimization. And she starts off by saying, the ideal woman, in other words, is always optimizing. She takes advantage of technology, both in the way she broadcasts her image and in the meticulous improvement of the image her- itself. Her hair looks expensive. She spends money on her skin, a process that has taken on the holy aspect of a spiritual ritual and the mundane regularity of setting a morning alarm. The work formally carried out by makeup has been directly embedded into her face. Everything about this woman has been preemptively controlled to the point that she can afford the impression of spontaneity. And do you know what? When I hear that, I just can't help but think, and how sad is it that none of us is our fault? That like we have been told that we need to work harder, told that we need to look better, and not physically told. I'm like, it's been the forces of growing up in a society. But I'm like, there is no bone in my body that blames women for feeling like we have to do this. And I actually read a really interesting take. I can't remember where I read it, everyone, but I'm going to pass it on. And it was, it might have been on Medium, and it was a black woman writing about girl boss and how, like, she was like, it's not, I'm not being a girl boss by like getting up at five and having to do my side hustle hustle and blah, 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 blah. She's like, this is just how we have to live and me and my friends as black women in the world have to live to get ahead and to get the jobs. Mm. And they were like, it's not romantic. It's not girl bossing. It's not self-optimization. It's like, it's our life. And now it's being branded as this thing that is like so everyone wants and everyone wants to do. And they were like, we've been doing this. I'll lose, link that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and find it. It's on Medium. Well, that's that's exactly what I think this whole thing is about and kind of what Gia's touching on as well. It's like just this idea of doing absolutely everything, but it's everything is like to optimize yourself and everything is to streamline things and make it look like a lifestyle and kind of what you just said, romanticize it into this thing where like you're having expensive juices, you do your exercise class, you have your routines and you are like, everything is kind of maintained while also at every single opportunity or on every single corner, squeezing the most out of everything just in case. Like, yes. And it's again, we keep harping back. It's just putting us behind all the stuff that we think is putting us ahead is financially and like time wise, literally putting us, we're wasting our time and money on doing these things that men don't have to do, like, to feel like we're enough. It's like the Barbie movie. <laughs> it's like the Barbie movie. There's, a, again, to bring it back to our friend capitalism, that the big they, mm-hmm. there is something that has always stuck with me is this section from the article where she talks about getting a chopped salad. And, like, yeah. that's obviously quite, not obviously, not everyone here is from New Zealand, but we don't have, like, a chopped salad. Oh, do we? No, Ta- I'm tank? like, <laughs> I swear I didn't tank? know what a chopped salad was until I saw it on like a, a American menu. Exactly. She talks about being a chopped salad customer and going to get your salad 
on your little lunch break and you need to get your $12 salad that you can only eat in 10 minutes because that's all the time that you've got during your job, but you need like your nice little salad to help you function and keep you healthy so that you can go back and keep doing your job and send your emails for 16 hours to have the money to buy the salad to eat in 10 minutes. Yes, that. Oh, that is like the Bible to being a woman (laughs) in the workplace. That is... That always stuck with me. And I it kind of, again, then yeah. lends itself to another phase that I think is one that I saw heaps last year, particularly, and got very taken in by, I will say, um, which is this kind of sectional corner of the internet, which is predominantly, I think, targeted at people under 30, but might not, might, you know, skew outside of that, about romanticizing your life, but also making all your little decisions count. And there's words for it. I was talking to my colleague today and she was like, oh, Fiat 500 girls, which I hadn't heard before. Or I haven't heard that. Beige fluences or basically clips that show you not how to live a life that's like really exciting or like full of surprises and newness and glamour, but actually quite like a like mundane Mundane. routine based existence where your best life kind of looks like you put on your matching pajama set you cook your dinner at home you get up at 5 a.m you go to a workout you have a green juice you light a little candle you do your stretch and like I think half the internet sees that as romanticizing your life and actually it's like quite amazing and half the internet sees that as you are just trying to make your optimize yourself for the Mm -hmm. workplace make Mm -hmm. yourself as like you know, regimented as possible so you can perform in your nine to five job really well and then do very little outside of that yeah, to and it's, expend energy. It's kind of like, I mean, we saw like clean girl aesthetics, that girl, like yes. all of that stuff. And again, what I keep thinking back to is these, all of these trends. And at the end of this, I'm going to go through like all of them that I could find. Um, you sort of have to be hot to do them. Like you can't be... Like, you don't have to be hot, but everyone you see online that's doing these, that's, like, documenting their life, their clean girl, their slicked back buns that they've used products to, like, make them look that way and blah, blah, blah. It's, like, you're documenting it, but it's all a type of woman that, like, already has the privilege to do that. They, I feel like they look a certain way and they act a certain way and it's not even their fault, but it's, like, again... It's afforded to certain people, I think, to do these types of things. Back to the girl boss. When I'm thinking of the CEOs that I'm picturing in my head, it's like, they're all hot. Like, but why? Like, you wouldn't... It's just... It's a crazy phenomenon to me. I'm like, why is no one normal? It's because we have to optimize ourselves and get all this cosmetic shit done. 100%. And I think... But me and my friend were talking about this and about... Because I got really... These, like, little videos, I was like, do I need to go... Like, I am messy. I have a messy life. And do I need to go buy a candle? Do I need to, like... Something about it really appealed to me. Whereas to her, she was like, this literally looks like the most boring, dullest, mundane existence I've ever seen. And I think for a lot of people, it actually... You become quite enamored with it because we have had such a loss of control. I mean, this is getting so boring to talk about, I'm sure. But such loss of control the past few years there's actually something quite comforting about knowing that if you do these things in these steps every single day you have an element of control over your life when things feel a little bit in turmoil yeah and then if you are on the other side of that is like the rat girl feral girl like showing your really messy bedside table it's like okay it's crazy it's like why do we all have to put ourselves into like 
a camp, right? But it's also like okay representation for like both types of clean girl or federal girl. Like, I'm sorry. It's just so crazy. And I love to see it and I love talking about it and watching it and thinking about it. Like, I'm not here hating on all these trends because you better believe I'm a hypocrite, if anything. And I'm like, if anything else. If anything there's else. There's one. I'll leave it with this bit, with this quote, which I quite liked. And I think also, yeah, it was interesting. All of this feeds into a pre-existing fear and caution around trying anything new. Leading a boring, low-risk life is easier than going out in the world and trying to lead an exciting one. And it only becomes more appealing when that safe life is treated as morally superior. Yes. I do want to finish off this. Yeah, Luz, take us to where we are now. That's what I want to know. Here's where we are now. A goblin girl is a rat girl is a feral girl. A cool girl is an it girl is a beige girl is a clean girl. A soft girl is a visco girl is a Pinterest girl. A Tumblr girl is a grunge girl is an e-girl. A baby girl is a 20-year-old teenage girl. I haven't changed my sheets in two weeks and I want to sleep for 50 years. (laughs) All those different types of girls are like things that have basically been across my TikTok feed. Minus maybe Visco Girl, which I had to throw in there because it was like very over time. Visco Girl sent me. It's like, I'm sorry, why? It's just crazy. It's crazy the way that we're all constantly and really quickly. Taylor Swift talks about reinvention and the fact that women have to reinvent themselves time and time again. She talks about it in Miss Americana. I think this is like the reinvention of it all, but on crack. Like we are reinventing ourselves every day. For some reason, it makes us feel really good. It's like, it makes you feel really good to do it. But that's, that is an interesting point. I know. It's like the reinvention of it all. That's what we're doing. And then also, I have said final point like four times. There is like the classic thing where the higher you go, the harder you fall or like the further you fall. So like these women that are trying to like be a good boss be really optimized, be really beautiful, be really healthy, be blah, 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 blah. Like, because they're trying to do all these things, of course, they're not going to be able to do it all perfectly all the time. But like, they have put themselves on this pedestal. We've put them on this pedestal. So as soon as they Mm. do a step wrong, they have so far to fall. Whereas, and I'm sorry to generalize, but a lot of men that are bosses and don't aspire to be all these things, they don't have that far to fall because they're not even trying Mm. to like be them. (laughs) I'm just like there's a lot here and I loved I honestly I love talking about this shit I that list that you read out I think (laughs) I'm gonna have to put that somewhere because I need to (laughs) I need to print that out I will um put it I'll put it on Instagram as part of the promo for this week's culture vulture I'll put it on a little grid I'll optimize it for a grid you optimize that if you had to predict what the girl of January 2024 is going to be. Oh, I think it's we're going to continue um, the it girl era. I just reckon it's going to be a continuation. What What about you? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think I'm quite into the goblin girl at the minute. Yeah. It'll be something like really obscure, like little China teacup girl or like something really, you know, like. I've just, I was just thinking of me trying to explain, like, Stanley Tucci, like, asked me today what the podcast was on, and I was like, oh, I'll explain it later to you. If I read that list out to him, he would, it would mean nothing. No. Not a thing. 
Is that not, not a, a blissed existence? Is that is not what, a... I've said it before. I'll say it a thousand times. The world that man lives in is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. Oh, I know. Surfing I wish, videos. Yeah, we would all get to live in it. But Laura, what is on your radar this week? On my radar this week, it's been a lot of heim, to be honest. I've been in yep, heim world it. and I've been in work world. But I will say that I love home. That's it. Yeah, I love it. No, I love it. I didn't bring anything this week to on my radar, but I can just say I got some books out at the library. So I'm just going to tell you what they are. Oh, first of all, it is... She's lifting up a stack, everyone. It's okay. I'm wearing really big knickers, which is Angus Thongs. That cover just took me back to a place I'm not prepared to go. These are my favorite covers in the world. And then, okay... A, a group of short stories called Devil's Trumpet by New Zealand author Tracy Slaughter. Well, that is a really cool name if that's her real name. Um, the Bell Jar, Sylvia Plath. I really just wanted to reread that because she's in such a Goblin Girl era. No. <laughs> and then Luster by Raven Leilani. It's funny because I'm showing Laura like as if I'm doing a vlog. It is but, so funny. Um <laughs> I'm not, but and you can probably hear me fucking faffing around because I forgot that I'm recording this into a mic. But anyway, they are the books that are on my radar team, and they're very. Um, there's actually an era of books right now called Sad Girl Lit, and I think these might be in the era of Sad Girl Lit. So they definitely seem like they'll be in that. Have you read the My Brilliant Friend series? Oh yeah, I did not like it. I read the first one and I, like I didn't like it, but maybe I just didn't get it. No, you got to persist. Oh. Yeah, you have to persist. There's like seven of oh, them. Oh, I'm not doing that. I've got Angus thongs to get through. <laughs> like me with Shopaholic. Yes. I could read my psych book or I could yes. read Shopaholic Goes Abroad. Because <laughs> you know what? We're nothing if not 20-year-old teenage girls. Oh. Baby girls. Anyway, team. All right. It's been beautiful. It's been a gorge ep. Gorge ep. Laura's sirens have really got us through it. And we will see you all in the Geneva chat, or we'll see you on Shit You Should Cook About, or we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.